Are you in search of a closer relationship with Jesus Christ and a better understanding of the basic truths of Christian faith? If so, please join us for Simple Secrets of the Kingdom, a series of Bible studies developed by Reverend James Otterness and taught by Skip Hedgepeth, board member of Good News Ministries and Bible teacher at Christ Church in Midland, Texas. Hi, I'm Skip Hedgepeth and welcome to Simple Secrets of the Kingdom. In the past few weeks, you've heard me talk about uh, many of the different aspects of what it means to be a child of God. And one of the things I've said is that when the Lord saves us, He doesn't just save us so that we can sit around being saved. He saves us so that He can use us. And in order to use us, He gives us gifts and He gives us fruit of the Spirit to be used in His service. And today that's what we're going to be talking about, how the Lord gives His people to do the work that He calls us to do. And we're going to be, first of all, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And before we go there, and before I start reading and teaching, we're going to go to the Lord and ask for His blessing over what we're going to do today. So let's pray. Father, we love You, and we thank You for the way that You bless us. Thank You that You never call us to do something without giving us the power and the ability to do it. So, Lord, I pray that for all who are listening today, that through your word in this study today, they might become aware of their gifts and receive power from you to put those gifts into service for your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. As always, we'll go to the authority, which is the word of God. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I'm going to read from 1 Corinthians 12, verse 4. Now, there are a variety of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of working, but it's the same God who inspires them all and every one. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. So let's stop there for a second and we'll talk about it. And he's saying here that there are varieties in the gifts that God gives to his people. Uh, varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And so in... Within your church, for example, you might have people who have gifts in different areas, and uh, maybe some are teachers and some are administrators, and maybe some uh, have gifts of ministering to children. And even though these gifts are different, they're all given by the same Spirit. The same Spirit of God empowers every person with the gift that they need so that the body of Christ can be served and can uh, uh, be held together. And then he goes on and he says that each gift is given for the good of everyone. And so uh, the gifts that I'm given as a teacher are for the benefit of the body of Christ. So hopefully for you that you'll receive benefit through this teaching today and through others. And so your gifts, maybe your gift is in some area of service, some other area besides teaching, but you need to know that that gift is not just given for you so that you can be gifted. That gift is given for you so for the good of everyone. And I can tell you from my own experience, there's no greater uh, experience in the world than to use the gifts that God has given you to serve God's people. Uh, that's uh, the kind of blessing and fulfillment that can only come through serving the Lord. So I hope you get that experience in your life, and you'll know what that means. Let's go on, and I'll read uh, from 1 Corinthians 12, verses 8 through 11. To one is given through the Spirit the utterance of wisdom, 
and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healing by the, by the one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are inspired by one and the same Spirit, who apportions to each individual, to each one individually, as he wills. So let's look at this for a minute. So now he's given us a list of gifts, and uh, we're going to go through these gifts one by one. And the first gift, he says, is the gift of wisdom. Now, wisdom in this sense really means uh, more like good old plain horse sense. Uh, you know the kind I'm talking about. Uh, the kind where people uh, have good judgment and use their good judgment in making the decisions in life. Uh, you've known some people, and you know I can remember back when I was a kid hearing my daddy talk about somebody and say, you know, he just doesn't have a lick of sense. Well, uh, he may have been talking about me at some point in my life, but uh, what he's talking about there in the Scripture is when he talks about the gift of wisdom, he's talking about the gift of good old common sense. That's a gift that's given for the benefit of the body, uh, to help uh, people who are mentors a lot of times have that kind of gift. People who are involved in service in different ways uh, have that gift of wisdom. And then he goes on and talks about the gift of knowledge. Here, this is more kind of like intellectual knowledge. Uh, just people who are, uh, who are involved in um, in like science and different kinds of knowledge like that, uh, the Lord gives that kind of intellectual capacity to different people. And that gift also is used for the benefit of the body, all given by the same Spirit. And then he talks about the gift of faith. Now, this is not only the gift of faith to believe, but this is the gift of faith to, to step out and take risk in life. Uh, people who, uh, who are able to trust the Lord to step out into new ventures and to lead uh, the body of Christ in new ways because of their faith and trust in the Lord. Uh, another, another way you could describe this gift of faith, it's like courage or guts is another way you can describe it. And some people are given that and are used in really uh, important ways in the body. Uh, these people of faith a lot of times are the visionaries in the body of Christ that will lead, uh, lead their their group of believers into new directions of service. Uh, the gift of healing. I wish more people in the body of Christ had this gift, but I've seen this gift at work and it's an amazing thing. People who have the ability through prayer and the laying on of hands to bring healing to people. I've, I've uh, experienced that in some situations where I've been with people who have had that gift before and it's an amazing thing. Uh, and uh, I've... Uh, I saw a person, uh, and know of, didn't see this, but I know a very good friend of mine who laid hands on their son uh, to pray for healing from kidney cancer and was, uh, after that prayer, went back to, uh, to the doctor for an MRI and the cancer was gone. Um, I don't know why the Lord chooses to heal like that through some and not through others and for some and not for others, but He does. And when he does, it's a glorious thing. And that gift of healing is definitely for the, given by the Spirit for the benefit of the body of Christ. And very closely related to the gift of miracles, 
uh, and miracles come in many different forms. Some of them are really big miracles, like that story of healing. That's a miraculous healing. And then sometimes the miracles are small. And uh, I think that any time that the Lord is moving and working in our lives, we're going to be seeing miracles. So uh, pray in your own life that the Lord will open your eyes to the miracles that are going on in your life every day. Maybe some of them are just kind of the common miracles, like waking up one day and feeling better or, uh, or getting a new direction in your life or some relationship that is healed. Uh, but pray that the Lord will show you his miracles and, and he'll show you. Uh, there's the gift of prophecy and prophecy here. A lot of times people think that prophecy is about uh, telling the future. But most of the time, if you look at the, in, in the scripture, whenever a prophet speaks, the prophet speaks for God and calls people back into a right relationship with God. And, uh, and so some people have that gifts. That gift. A, a lot of preachers have that gift of prophecy where they call people back to repent and turn back into a right relationship with God. There's the gift of discernment. This per, the people who have this gift a lot of times are the ones who in conversations will kind of see through all of the fluff and the things that don't really matter and go right to the heart of the issue. And, uh, and people will say, wow, that person has really got a gift for, for getting to the heart of things. That gift is the gift of discernment. Uh, a lot of times people who are counselors or Christian counselors will have that gift of discernment. And they can uh, get to what the real issue is and get all those kind of side issues out of the way. Uh, there's the gift of tongues, and that's that gift of speaking in different languages. And we've talked about that a little bit before in these studies. Some people are given the gift of tongues. I think this is a uh, controversial kind of gift many times in the body of Christ because uh, some people believe that, uh, that if you're truly a Christian, that you have to have the gift of tongues in order to be a Christian. And I've got to tell you, I've known lots of Christians in my life, lots of really godly brothers and sisters in Christ who don't have this gift and are just as much saved as, uh, as anyone else. Some people are given this gift, but, um, but others, uh, but when the gift works uh, the most effectively for, for the glory of God is when it's used in conjunction with someone who has the, in, the gift of interpretation of tongues. And when that happens, then the body of Christ can be lifted up and blessed and Jesus is glorified. So um, uh, if you've got that gift of tongues, pray that the Lord will bring you an interpreter in so that people can know what you're saying when you're saying it and, and the body can be blessed because that gift is not just given for you. All these gifts given by the same Spirit are for the, uh, for the edification of the body of Christ. And uh, let's go forward now. We're going to read some more in 1 Corinthians 12. And I'm going to start in verse 12, and we're going to read through verse 26. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the, of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of the one Spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would, would not make it any less part of the body. 
And if the ear should say, because I'm not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the organs in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single organ, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Nor again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body which seem to be weaker are, in, are indispensable. And those parts of the body which we think less honorable, we invest with a greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior part, that there may be no discord in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. And so here he uses the example of our own bodies to draw an illustration about the body of Christ. And he says, though there are many members in the body, it still just makes up one body. And so he goes through a list. He talks about the foot, the hand, the eye, and the ear, and the sense of smell. And he says, uh, each part is necessary. Can the foot say to the hand, I don't need you? Of course not. Because if you only have one foot, uh, then your whole body suffers, right? And the foot, in the same way with your hand. If you only have one hand, then there are many things that you have to make a lot of adjustments to do. And so, is the hand more important than the foot? No, e all are equally important. Uh, same way with your, with your sense of sight and your sense of, of hearing and sense of smell. Each one is essential uh, to the workings of the body. All are important. All need each other. When one suffers, they all suffer together. And when one is working great, it all benefits all the others. And so uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had a really bad toothache. And it took me a while to find the dentist that would fix it. But, uh, and I remember thinking about this. How can one little seemingly insignificant part of my body wreak such havoc in my whole body? You see, when one part suffers, uh, the whole body suffers. And, and so each part is necessary. And it's the same way in the body of Christ. Some people have different gifts. Some are given to be teachers and some are given to be administrators. Now, can the teachers get by without the administrators? Absolutely not. And if all were administrators, where would the teaching come from? God created each part of the body of Christ and gave gifts so that the whole body would be held together in unity and the, greater, the greatest benefit could come for the service in the body of Christ. Each part is necessary in the body of Christ. Uh, and so whatever your gift might be, you may think, well, my gift is not that important because I'm not on TV teaching a Bible study. Well, let me tell you, there are no unimportant gifts in the body of Christ. Each part is important for the whole working of the body. Just like uh, this tooth may seem like a really insignificant part of my body when it's all everything's working well, 
But, it, but as soon as it stops working, I know it, and I've got to have help. The body of Christ needs your gift, whatever that gift might be. So I pray that you'll find a place to use your gift in service to the body. Let's get a little bit more. 1 Corinthians 12, we're going to go to verse 27, and we'll read 27 and 28. And here the Apostle Paul gives us another list of, uh, of gifts of the Spirit. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And God has appointed in the church first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then workers of miracles, then healers, helpers, administrators, speakers in various kinds of tongues. So he gives us another list here of more gifts. And he starts out uh, talking about the apostles. And so the, the apostles were the 12, the original 12. They were there for a very specific part, uh, specific use in the body of Christ. They were the ones who got the body of Christ started. And, uh, and they were there for a reason and a necessary reason. And they set the foundation for the church to be built upon. And, and so after them came prophets, and I've already talked about prophets. Prophets are the ones who call the people back to God. Teachers, uh, teachers of, of the scripture are the ones who uh, teach in the body of Christ to help keep the people on track and to let them know what the will of God is for their lives. And hopefully they're, when you go and hear a teacher, their teaching is coming right out of the Word of God. Because a teacher that doesn't teach from the Scripture, you need to be careful about that when you listen to them. Because they may be leading you in a different direction from where the Lord wants you to go. So always test your teachers uh, according to what the Word of God says. So they're teachers, they're workers of miracles, uh, and uh, miracles, like I said before, come in all different kinds of ways. I think about Mother Teresa in India doing that miraculous work in loving people who were on the very fringes of society, and, uh, and God bless Mother Teresa, but also God bless those of you who are listening who every day go out and in some way touch people's lives and make a difference for them through loving, for caring, even through the simplest acts of love. Those can be works of miracles in the lives of those who are receiving those gifts. You never know when you're serving, when you're going to touch a person in a way that works a miracle in their life for the Lord and draws them closer to Him. So uh, I want to encourage you in that way to keep using your gifts. There's healers, helpers, administrators, uh, and thank God for the administrators and the helpers. Those, those people, I was part of a congregation where for months we were without a building and we were in a church and every Sunday there was a team of people who had to go over to that, uh, it was actually in a school building, and they had to go over to that school building and set up chairs and take down chairs. Uh, they had that gift, gift of, of helping. And uh, without them, we couldn't have, have had the worship services. So thank God for the helpers. And also those who have the, the gift of tongues. And I've talked about that already. So uh, let's move forward. Now we're going to go over to Romans and see what the Apostle Paul says in the book of Romans about, uh, about the gifts of the Spirit. And we're going to go to Romans chapter 12, 
verses 3 through 8. For by the grace given to me, I bid every one among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith which God has assigned him. For as in one body we, we have many members, and all members do not have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ and individually members of one another, having the gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Let us use them, if prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, he who teaches in his teaching, he who exhorts in his exhortation, he who contributes in liberality, he who gives aid with zeal, he who does acts of mercy with cheerfulness. So here he says, we're one body in Christ, but there are many members, and, uh, and there's diversity in the body of Christ, but there's also unity as we all work together to serve the Lord. We don't all have the same function, but we're members of one another. And so you, as a believer, have a gift, but that gift's not to be just used you alone, solo. Your gift is given so that you can be united together as a member in the body of Christ to serve for the kingdom of God. And, uh, and then he goes on to say that the gifts differ. And again, there's a list here. I'm not going to go through all these that I've talked about before, but a couple of them are different. Uh, he talks about prophecy, serving, and teaching. We've talked about those. He talked about encouraging. You might not think that your gift of that, that the gift of encouragement is that important of a gift, but it is so important to be able to go up to people and pat them on the back and say, thank you. Thank you for what you've done. You're doing a great job. That gift of encouragement in the body of Christ is so important. And I like these people who have that gift of encourager. They're the ones that always make everybody feel good about themselves. Uh, I have a friend that's a brother in Christ, and that's his gift. And every time I see him, I walk away feeling better because he's got that gift of, of encouragement. There's the gift of contributing he says, if you contribute, do it with liberality. So if God's blessed you with the gift of making money and your gift is, is giving money in service, do it in, um, uh, with, a, with a grateful heart and let the gift of your money be a blessing to the body of Christ and do it with joy. Uh, and thank God for those who have that gift because they're the ones that help us get things done and built in the church. Uh, he talked about acts of mercy and giving aid. That's also so important. That's like caring, and we need the ones who care, the ones who take the uh, uh, dinner over to someone, uh, someone's house who's been sick or has had a loss in their family. Those people who do that are the ones who, uh, who give those acts of mercy, and those gifts are so important. Uh, having gifts that differ from one another let us use our gifts to serve in the body of Christ. And now we're going to take a kind of a shift of, of gears and we're going to talk about, we've been talking about the gifts of the Spirit. Now we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. And we're going to see what Galatians, what Paul says in Galatians chapter 5 about the fruit of the Spirit. So it's Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, uh, and Galatians. Galatians 5, we're going to read verses 16. Through 25. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to one another to prevent you from doing what, what you would. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. 
Now the works of the flesh are plain, fornication, impurity, licentiousness, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, anger, selfishness, dissension, party spirit, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and the like. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also walk by the Spirit. And so here the Apostle Paul is talking about how there's a battle that goes on inside of us between our flesh and the Spirit, the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. And then he lists those, uh, those works of the flesh. I don't have to talk to you uh, much about those because those are the things that just happen naturally in us apart from when we're walking in faith with the Lord. He, he talks about fornication, impurity, licentiousness, which just means uh, you feel you have a license to do whatever you want to do without any consequences. Idolatry, sorcery, enmity, bitter, and strife, and bitterness. And... Uh, those are the signs in your life that you're not walking with the Lord, that you have turned away from Him. And as a result, these things start uh, occurring naturally in your life. But on the other hand, as you draw near to the Lord, these are the things that you'll see. Uh, you'll see love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And he says that these are called the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, as you draw near to the Lord, the Lord produces these things that are fruit in you. These aren't things that you have to try harder to have. These are things that God will produce naturally in you as you draw closer to Him. And so, uh, so love just means being more loving and, uh, and having a joyful spirit. And having more peace in your life. Maybe you're going through a, a trial in your life and you need more peace. Well, the, the way you get more peace is drawing closer to the Prince of Peace. And he'll produce that in you. Patience is one that people want to have so much more of in their lives. And, uh, and you don't get more patience by trying harder to be patient. Instead, you pray that you'll draw closer to Jesus and he'll produce that, that patience in you. Uh, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Uh, a lot of times I, I talk to people about self-control in their lives, and maybe they're, they have trouble controlling a bad temper, or maybe their, their problem is through spending. They spend too much money, and they're running up their credit card debt. Uh, if you need more self-control in your life, you don't get it by trying to control yourself more. The gift of self-control is a fruit of the Spirit. And it comes as you draw closer to Jesus. And it makes a lot of sense if you think about it. As you draw closer to Him and you have more peace and contentment in your life, you don't need the things of this world as much to make you happy. And you get His peace in you, which helps you control your bad temper. And so... Uh, the, the gifts of the Spirit that we talked about before, like the gift of teaching and the gift of being an apostle and all of those gifts, 
those gifts aren't very effective in the body of Christ without the fruit. You need the fruit of the Spirit in order to use the gifts in the Spirit of the Spirit uh, in the most beneficial way for the body of Christ. And so the gifts may vary, vary from person to person. You may have some who are a teacher and some who are a pastor, but the fruit are the same in everyone. They just vary within us from degree to degree, but you have those fruit of the Spirit in you if you are a believer in Jesus. So if you need to have uh, a greater degree of patience and kindness and gentleness in your life, uh, then the way you get it is by drawing closer to Jesus. Ask Jesus uh, to produce more fruit of patience, more fruit of kindness. And when you do, uh, all your relationships will be blessed because the fruit of the Spirit in you is produced for the benefit of the body. So if you want to be a better husband or spouse or partner in business, ask for more fruit of the Spirit and the Lord will produce those in you and those in relationship with you will be blessed. I pray that these gifts of the Spirit and the fruit will be produced in you this week and you will ask God for the faith to use them for the benefit of the body. Thank you and goodbye. If you have a prayer request or questions about any of the material covered in today's lesson or would like to support the program with a contribution, contact us by email at simplesecrets at goodnewsministries.org or by mail at P.O. Box 3315, Midland, Texas 79702. Until next time, thank you for sharing the simple secrets of the kingdom.